Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rathbun, coming to you from Atlanta. And we here at the Naismith are so thrilled to see the brand new season underway. Let's check our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week. And we begin with a recap of an incredible doubleheader at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night. The Champions Classic got the season going, and what a doubleheader it was as Kansas took down Michigan State and Duke took care of Kentucky. And that was just the start of an incredible run of games midweek. We had upsets. We had scares. It was great all the way around. And for those of you on the East Coast, you had to stay up really late Friday night to see the end of an incredible game, a Final Four potential game, As UCLA, in overtime, knocked off Villanova. UCLA ranked number two. Villanova ranked number four. Naismith watch lister Johnny Juzang went for 25 for UCLA. An incredible game. And we've got another one late night Saturday night as number one Gonzaga plays host to number five Texas in Spokane. We're going to have to bury some caffeine to get ready and stay up late for that one, but another incredible matchup. And Tuesday, Virginia, which was one of those upset victims as they lost to Navy at home, they will go on the road to take on Houston down in Houston. That, again, is coming up on Tuesday night. Incredible women's games as well, and a great one between South Carolina and NC State, also on Tuesday to usher in the new women's season. My guest on the podcast this week, our dear friend, Debbie Antonelli of ESPN. She'll talk about all the women's comings and goings, getting set with Naismith, watch players, you name it. All with Debbie right after this from Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's would like to dedicate the next three seconds to our new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub. Trust us, it tastes good too, because fresh ingredients make a sub above. Well, the new season is here, and no better better to talk about it than Debbie Antonelli of ESPN. Deb, how are you? I know you're excited with the new season underway. Hey, Bob, good morning. I can't imagine starting a college basketball season without having a chance to talk to one of my favorite guys, so thank you. Oh, thanks. Well, same here, uh, and we want to get caught up on the women's game. Uh, you know, right out of the gate, bang, we get South Carolina and NC State. What a great way to start the season. Isn't that terrific uh, that the, the top teams in the women's game are all playing each other, which is great for the game. And what an incredible um, celebration to have those two quality teams, both in the top five, South Carolina number one, uh, with both teams very deep and very athletic and very experienced, getting a chance to play the first night. I'm, I'm happy that we got to do that. I wish they had played a little bit better, and I'm sure both coaches wish they had played better, but it still was a great showcase for our game. And for South Carolina to go into Reynolds and win, you know, rather convincingly, I think was a, a sign that, yes, the Gamecocks are, again, uh, deserving of the number one ranking. And, you know, to me, these powerhouse clubs at the top, Will be could trade that number one position back and forth all some all season, don't you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. And yes, Dawn Staley's team on paper has the most talent, and they have everyone back from a missed bucket at the end of the game that could have won a, a chance for them to play for a national championship. Uh, I'm I'm so impressed by the quality of play, the depth of teams, and if there's one bonus from COVID, which we know there's not many, but the one thing is the super seniors, and in the women's game that will have a significant impact on the quality of play. I'm preaching and selling this all year, Bob. Product is the narrative, and you're right. We will have a lot of movement on the top line this year. 
So what are you thinking, Deb, uh, of the elite of the elite? Uh, what what comes to mind for you? Well, I start thinking about six legitimate teams based on seeding that could actually win. Um, I'm looking at South Carolina, Stanford, UConn, NC State, Maryland, and Louisville. And um, there might be a surprise team out of the Pac-12, potentially, or maybe one out of the Big Ten. Uh, but we have, uh, uh, just in the ACC alone, there's six teams that have everyone back from last year. And that speaks to how good the quality of play should be all season long. And uh, I think um, the elite of the elite are those six, and I can't wait to watch all of them perform. I must say, the Texas score caught my eye opening <laughs> night. When you beat New Orleans by 95, uh, that that got my attention. Tell us about the Longhorns. 131 points. Are you kidding me? I mean, everyone has always thought Vic Schaefer was the, you know, the defensive guru. But if you look at his numbers at Mississippi State and the way he built his program, offense had a, a huge role in that. And you know how I feel about offense. I mean, I think that's the best display of our product on the women's side. 131 points. I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing. That's a lot of offense on the floor. And that's exciting because uh, – Coming up this weekend, I have Texas at Stanford on Sunday on ESPN at 3 o'clock, and I can't wait to watch the defending national champions try to guard all that offense. This should be a high-scoring game and a lot of fun to watch. Well, I was just going to ask you later, you know, where we can see you and uh, what your next game is going to be, so let's jump right in there. Give us a little preview. Well, you know, like you, I'm trying to work every night, you know. Um, we love the game. Um <laughs> My next game will be Texas-Stanford on Sunday at 3 o'clock on ESPN, and then I move to the Charleston Classic on the men's side. I'll have the bottom part of the bracket all the way through to the championship. And then I leave for the Bahamas, and I've got some games out there on the men's side. uh, I'm a tournament director for a couple of events on the women's side. One is an event in Baja Mar, the new resort out in uh, the Bahamas. That's about 25 minutes from Atlantis if people are trying to figure out where that is. It's an upscale Atlantis, and we have a men's and a women's event there, and I'll call the men's game. The women's event, I don't know if we've ever had a field like this on the women's side. We have four teams in the top eight. In our event, we've got Stanford, Maryland, NC State, and Indiana playing, and I'm very excited about that. And then the Gulf Coast Showcase is another uh, tournament that I'm the tournament director for on the women's side. That's an an event um, that happens in uh, the Naples area. And we've had that event for 10 years, and that's been very successful. All the powerhouse teams have been through there. And then we go right in uh, after the Bahamas. I'm I'm right into the ACC Big Ten Challenge at Georgia Tech, and then um, it just starts rolling from there. The the month of December is full of games and great opportunity to call some really, really talented teams. Wow, good for you. Is there a an underrated team or a team that's flying under the radar that we should know about? Um, I'm thinking, and I'm keeping my eye on Virginia Tech out of the ACC. Um, Kenny Brooks has built a, a really quality, talented team there. He's got two of the better players in the country that I had on my list of top 25. Elizabeth Kitley at 6'6", has the go-to, the counters, has three-point range. She runs the floor like a guard, highly skilled. And then one of the best shooters in the country is Asia Shepard, she can knock down a three. She's already the career three-point leader at Virginia Tech. She's going to challenge the ACC mark, which has been in uh, in play since uh, Ivory Latta, the great point guard at North Carolina, set that mark in 2007. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching them. I think they're a little bit under the radar. And I think you have to keep your eye on uh, Caitlin Clark out of Iowa. I think she's a magician with a basketball, the highest-scoring freshman last year, 
uh, 26 points a game, also second in the country in assists. So um, she's a ball-dominant point guard who plays with a lot of uh, bedazzle, if you will. She's fun to watch. You know, you mentioned Shepard. She's an interesting player. I've seen her, obviously, a couple of times, you know, because of the ACC. But uh, fifth year, seems to be one of those shooters, Debbie, that can really use the screen well. You know, Bobby, we love a player who could come off a pin down, work off a stagger, you know, play through elevator door screens, um, curl and read and get to the second level. She's got the whole package. She's a, a smart kid, very determined, um, could have, um, you know, graduated and gone on and tried to play professionally, but came back because she's got something on her mind. That's why I'm keeping an eye on them. We can't uh, go without mentioning our good friend Nikki Collin taking over at Baylor. Um, you know, most coaches that are coming into the college game in situations around the country, they are in a rebuilding mode. She walks into a team that is already very, very good, uh, and I think will make them even better. Uh, your thoughts on Nikki taking over? Oh, I think Nikki's terrific. Brings a pro-style offense to Baylor. She has one of the best players in the country in Melissa Smith who won the Wade Trophy last year, who will expand her face-up game a little bit, but um, in, in the running for the number one draft pick in the WNBA. And so getting a chance to play for Nikki will certainly help her be prepared and ready for when she goes professional and, and plays. And you can't mention Baylor without mentioning Kim Mulkey with her three national championships and her ride down to LSU, which that's another program I'm keeping my eye on because – I'm telling you right now, Bob, by the the way the format is set up in women's college basketball with 16 teams hosting first and second round, LSU will always be in the running for that because Mulkey will build a winner at LSU. They'll probably play first and second round games at home. They're going to be a sweet 16 team. I've got faith in what Kim can do down there. Our reigning Naismith Player of the Year, of course, is Paige Beckers at Connecticut. Uh, she starts the season, of course, uh, with a powerhouse UConn team. Uh, what an amazing talent at such a young age. Um, it was funny. We were in Minnesota to play the Timberwolves, and uh, she came to the game because uh, of her friendship with Trey Young and got to meet her. And, uh, wow, what a terrific young lady. And, gosh, what a player. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. She's must-see TV. She is a ticket-selling player. Um, she is um, obviously – one of the highly skilled players in our game, got a lot of recognition last year, winning every National Player of the Year award, including ours at Naismith. Um, Paige Buckets has been trademarked, which is interesting. No one's ever done that or had the opportunity to do, to do so. And I, I like to say she makes the defense wrong. No matter what you do, however you scheme, whatever you try to take away from her, she has a counter. She is intelligent. She's athletic. She's gifted. Wise, I think she's a terrific teammate, which makes her value almost uh, unmeasurable for UConn. How do you think Connecticut fits into the fits into the title mix? Oh, I mean, they're a Final Four team. You know, again, the way the format is set up, they'll play first and second at home. They'll play in the Bridgeport Regional, which they their fans have probably already bought tickets to go to that regional. They're really the only program right now that can do that because no one else in the country knows where they're going except for UConn, who will definitely be in Bridgeport. And they'll deserve to be there. It's not like it's a gift for them. They, But having a regional there definitely will have um, a chance uh, to give them uh, another what, 13 consecutive Final Fours. I mean, mark it down right now. I'm not even putting that one in pencil. <laughs> yeah, death taxes and UConn in the Final Four. <laughs>
they're good. I mean, it, look, Gino is a he's the master, right? He owns it, and uh, yeah, th- their tough. team is so good. Um, they'll be there, and they'll be tough to knock out. They're always hard to knock out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, just a couple of other players, Debbie, to to get your take on uh, Naismith candidates. Uh, Ron Howard at Kentucky is one, I think. Uh, Haley Jones, you talked about at Stanford. Anybody else come to mind that we should be aware of? Yeah, I think you you hit it. You know, Paige Beckers and Caitlin Clark at Iowa, and then you you mentioned Haley Jones at Stanford. Uh, Ryan Howard at Kentucky. I think you also have to look at Aaliyah Boston at South Carolina. While her numbers might diminish a little bit based on the talent and the number of minutes she will need to play, I think her efficiency will be better, which is what I'll be watching for. And uh, I think uh, South Carolina is the number one team. She's clearly their best facilitator, their go-to person, and the anchor of everything that they do. So I think you have to have her in the conversation as well. Well, safe travels. Uh, We'll see you on TV. Hey, Bobby. And uh, you'll be on a TV every night uh, starting uh, this weekend. So that's a good thing. Hey, trying to be like my buddy you. You're on TV every night, too. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your friendship, and you know how much I love you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, Debbie, and thank you for all you do for Naismith. Uh, We could not do this without you. You know how we love you and how we feel about you. And uh, thanks for taking some time to enlighten us. Uh, We'll check back in during the season, okay? Let's do it. Thanks, Bob. Hey, that's going to do it for this week. We are off and running and couldn't be happier. And next week, a guy who saw both games Friday night at UCLA and Saturday at Gonzaga, Jeff Goodman of Field of 68 and Stadium, he'll be our guest. We'll talk in depth about those two uh, games that were classics, all coming up next week right here on the podcast. For all of us here at the Naismith Awards, we'd like to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. And if this first week is what's in store, what a season we've got coming. Until next week, Bob Rathbun here in Atlanta saying so long.